Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you upgrade your car because you need to or because you want to, eBay Motors has all the car parts you need. Over 122 million of them from new rims to seat cushions. All at the right prices. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And ebaymotors.com has all the ingredients you need. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock. All at the right prices. Now that's tasty. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And ebaymotors.com has all the ingredients you need. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. Now that's tasty. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. 
It is another episode of I Want Your Flex, and we've never had an episode like this coming off the heels of what we saw this past weekend. And I know we're a little separated from it, Mike, but the whole feelings of what happened on Saturday, then leading into Sunday, end up still kind of resonating, even though we're we're, we're trying to look ahead to championship week. Just an amazing weekend of football that we saw in those four divisional games. Well, the crazy thing, right, is you and I sit down to record this. We're in the middle of a, a Monday. And the Saturday games, as you said, seemed like a lifetime ago. And Cincinnati, Tennessee seems so boring. <laughs> right? When it's when it's all said and done, it's like, wow, what a great game. McPherson is a hero. And, and Burrow got bl- like bludgeoned and left all over pits, pieces of him all over that turf. It didn't matter. They still win. And that's by far the lowest ranking of the four games when it comes to consequence. Just think about that. You're watching Saturday, and you just see the Bengals win on a last-second kick off of a turnover with 20 seconds left, and you say, this is going to be the worst game we're going to have this weekend. Like, Think about like how stoked you would have had to have been. And that is if you're uh, not a Packers or Bills fan um, or a Buccaneers <laughs> fan. Uh, get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Bayer on Fox. Let's just dive into the topic everybody's talking about. By the way, we will get to our draft. We are in round number three we will be doing today for our look ahead to the 2022 fantasy draft. Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, will join us as well as Ryan, Mike, and myself will end up just – Doing a draft, no lineup set, but just who we think is best available fantasy players. Looking ahead to next season, we are through two rounds, so we will get round three done. But we will do that after we talk about uh, overtime gates, overtime drama with what unfolded in Kansas City. Chiefs end up rallying with 13 seconds left to get the game tying field goal. Then they get the coin toss and go down and score against Buffalo win 42 to 36 so the Bills are sent home Kansas City moves on with an overtime rule that many are not happy with well saltiness you had to come away with the weekend uh, unsatisfied and angry about something didn't you I mean it was, sure. it was too much of everybody joining hand across this globe and going what glorious football and then you know you can't have everybody happy going into a new work week no we were cheated we were hoodwinked bamboozled how about you play some defense Okay, maybe I'm trying to uh, speak something into existence that nobody wants to hear. You had two chances to stop them. Regulation. And then in overtime, and Leslie Frazier may get a head coaching job. He may be a fine head coach. But if you're going to tell me all this time his credentials and and what he's done with this top-ranked defense to warrant getting a look at a top job, well, then play defense and go make a stop, but and then you get to stop Patrick Mahomes and spike the ball. Aren't, aren't they independent of each other? Like, like I get it. Like, I understand, like, Buffalo had an opportunity if they could just stop Kansas City with 13 seconds sure. left. I, I understand that their defense didn't uh, didn't win the game for them. However, like, Kansas City's defense was never put in a situation where it needed to get a stop when they couldn't get a stop either in the most important time of the game, which ended up being in overtime. And that that's that's where like I I understand the defenses aren't stopping anybody, but to me, it's it's independent of of one another. Just because the Bills didn't stop anybody, doesn't mean that they should also 
than should have stopped someone in overtime and it's their fault that they lost because Kansas City's defense if it would have been the if it would have been the opposite scenario I think we would have been saying the same thing if if Josh Allen and the Bills won the toss and went down and scored and we just saw Patrick Mahomes get his team in field goal position in 13 seconds and then for Kansas City we'd say man this is the second time in four years they've been screwed with the uh, overtime coin toss I almost think that the outrage would have been worse if it would have happened on the flip side which kind of tells me that the the rule does need to be changed and and it can be changed Mike it can be changed at least in playoff scenarios if if you move forward like this but that's just was tough for me to see how great of a game it ended up being and then you just ended up losing on a heads or tails well and the the score shouldn't have counted because Tyreek Hill should have been called for taunting based on 20 yeah yes that's true anyway yes or any number of his teammates doing you know snow angels holding up their their the touchdown symbol whatever else isn't that 22 isn't like he was the reason for the rule Right, yeah. like like it's the Tyreek Hill rule yes. of giving the peace sign and doing backflips, and then you know Antoine Winfield did it to him in the Super Bowl, like the reverse thing. So they're like, okay, we got to put a stop to it. But it's his freaking rule, and they didn't even call it. Yeah, it, after a, a day where we'd or two days where we'd seen a lot of those, right? And you had Tom Brady uh, get bloodied and hit in the face, and nobody cared because it was Hockley, uh top five penalty, <laughs> top five penalty crew of the year, Dan. Uh, so we knew that going in that you'd have a and amazingly, only eight for the game, uh, but three on Sportsman Likes on uh, Tampa in that first half of that game. But, yeah, look, I've always just been an advocate of whatever, whether it's 15 minutes or 10 minutes, it's another quarter, right? It's the playoffs. Playoffs are different. Right? Yes, they I, are. I have people saying, hey, let's do the college thing. Eh. I, I hate the college overtime as it stands right now. Well, that, is, that is not my, my favorite. I, I like timed. Uh, sequences in sports. I, I think that when you look at when we look back at history and we look at what transpired in Kansas City, we can take other instances. And I wouldn't say go from college football, but you know, Chargers Dolphins was that legendary game where Kellen Winslow had to be carried off. I know it's way back in the way back in the early '80s, but if if you have a marathon game, it's okay. It, it's happened before. And I, and I guess, Mike, my, my solution, because that's actually all that I really want from people. If people want to cl- complain about it, that's one thing. But come up with a solution, sure. at least your idea with what would work better. I'm all for it. The NFL in the regular season, you know how much I hate it. Ten-minute session is absurd, but I understand why they do it. I don't think it's fair. They just want the game to get over with and not interrupt sixty minutes or interrupt the late window. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you make it about television? It's about player safety, Dan Meyer. <laughs> that, that, that extra five minutes that they would have to play, but that's that's the reason why they have a ten-minute overtime. But for people that didn't maybe realize what they were watching on the clock, and you mentioned it earlier, guess what? The overtime session in the playoffs is a 15-minute quarter. So you are doing a different because the game wouldn't end in a tie, and obviously we have to decide a winner, but there was a change just with the timing of overtime that was that was different. And, and I'm sorry that that would make a difference if you had a 49ers team that went into overtime and took eight minutes off of a clock on a drive. If it was a 10-minute session and you had to restart it over, then you know th- that would factor in but the NFL says we are going to take a 15 minute quarter now for the playoffs because it's the playoffs to me they could also say all right, we will ensure that at least uh, each team uh, gets a one possession to be able to uh, 
to at least try to do something in that overtime. And after that point, then you can be sudden death. But they've made changes from the regular season overtime rule uh, from the regular season to the playoffs. And I think that they could do that again this time. Yeah, I think, you know, again, you know, we always talk about complaints and it's always the, hey, fire this guy or whatever. All right, give me a solution that, that's going to make the team better, right? Oh, this quarterback stinks. All right, find me a guy who's available who's going to make it better. And obviously, as we get into the carousel, both finishing the coach's side and, and quarterbacks and, and movement this offseason, uh, that's going to be a very difficult task because uh, many more spots that have than uh, – than, than players sure. uh, that seem worthy of, of filling them in, in some cases. But for the overtime rule, you know, it, it is one of the more asinine things. I, I get it, and the numbers bear it out, right? Win the coin toss, and, and down you go. Uh, and, and that's certainly vexing, frustrating. As a guy who's you know been one of the leaders of the Josh Allen bandwagon, yeah, I wanted to see him to get another mm-hmm. shot. But he called tails, and he was wrong, Dan. I thought tails, tails was never not. Fails. Yes, it was supposed to. I mean, we, that's what we were all taught. So we, it's like telling me, I'm sorry, kids, that there's no Santa Claus. I mean, come on. <laughs> that well, there is a Santa Claus at least, but the, well, in, yes. the, in this case, tails never fails is not a legit. That is a that is a lie. No more truisms there, well, man. Let me tell you, the, the, <laughs> if. This this scenario this this will be my final point. And again, I think that the NFL can just say each team gets a possession in the playoffs. If you don't want to do it for the regular season, that's fine. It's the regular season, whatever. You've got different rules. Well, you, can, you have seventeen games. Yeah, to figure out, you know, Correct. if you lose one there, as long as you don't keep finding yourself in overtime or close games, that's also the other thing for Buffalo. Stop playing close games. You're not good at them. That's a, that's a fair, very fair point. The other point that I would make is I think that this is unique, Mike. Because the maybe the most notable game outside of the AFC Championship game where we had the overtime was Super Bowl 51 when uh, New England came back from 28-3 to against Atlanta that we all know about. And when the Patriots ended up winning the toss, you just kind of felt that the game was over and it ended up being over because they went and drove down and scored right away. I would say what would happen on the flip side of things – and in that scenario, the reason why I don't think it's as big, it was made as big of a deal, Mike, was because there was no guarantee the Falcons were going were going to score because they didn't score after they went up twenty eight to three. Right. They didn't score any more points in that game, and and so there would have been the question: okay, maybe you could stop Atlanta, and that's what made Sunday night's game so crazy. Was we're seeing teams score in a minute under a minute, in 13 seconds, and that's why it was so magnified. Like, there have been other games where this has happened before, but to see the pinball game that you had in the final, you know, five minutes of regulation, you know, these teams just going up and down the field, to then have that come to a sudden halt and change it over time, that that's, was the difference to me. Because Super Bowl 51, you could have made an argument, but there wasn't an argument because there was really no guarantee that the Falcons were going to score, and I think that's what made it different from Sunday. Yeah, it was it- – just interesting, right? Because in the early game, the idea that perhaps you were going to get to overtime as Tampa has the furious comeback. And I know for Matthew Stafford detractors, they're really mad that none of the errors, all the turnovers were on, on him. Yeah. <laughs> we were, George and I were doing the live show, and I'm just saying there is no way you can pin this. No way that you can pin this on Matthew Stafford. Everybody on the Rams is messing up except Matthew Stafford, and that's how it played out. Then he ends up making the play at the end. 
But, I mean, just amazing, right? Now, yeah. Bruce Arians in the, the post, you know, saying, hey, we had the right call, just not the execution. Maybe, maybe not. Somehow you keep losing Cooper Cup, which is always bad for business. But think about that game suddenly going to overtime. Mm-hmm. Would you have trusted the Rams to win the game in overtime? <laughs> um, no. Right? I so, yeah, yeah, correct. So it's one yeah. of those kind yeah. of situations. Same thing. I mean, and obviously shock and awe that they were able to move into position to kick that winning field goal in the final half minute, uh, which is just amazing theater, which, which the entire weekend was. Again, not to denigrate the world of the Bengals and Titans, but uh, no rule changes are coming out of that, except for maybe, you know, you, you have to look a little better at your draft board in your NFL war rooms to decide whether it warrants dra- grabbing a guy in the fifth round. Maybe maybe there's a change. And we we remember and we push aside the memory of Aguayo. Oh, yes. Roberto Aguayo. Uh, I heard a Bill Grammatica reference oh, 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 that's recently, good. and uh, and that's way back in the way back. But I think it was a celebration. Like a kicker made a celebration. Celebration and, uh, and uh, then get hurt. Hey, yeah. I, I'll, <laughs> and, and listen, I'll say that you know, like sometimes sometimes kickers they they may have a rough go of it at first. You know, look at Daniel Carlson with the with the Raiders and sure. time. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
he had with the Vikings. Uh, the, uh, the you know sometimes you got to stick with these kickers, and they can uh, they can pay off. Well, you mean like the Bears should have actually paid Robbie Gold? Yeah, yeah, that could have worked. You? Yeah, uh, you know what? It's funny. My brother sent me the the greatest meme uh, after that the the game winner went through of the uh, 49ers Packers uh, was uh, a shot a slow motion of Ryan Pace leaving Soldier Field. It's like he had one hit left. <laughs> Planted this seed by cutting gold years ago to rip Aaron and Rodgers' heart out. <laughs> oh, man. That's good stuff. All right. There it is. There is your recap from Divisional Playoff Weekend. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is I Want Your Flex. With Windows 11 and Intel, you can do what you do better. With Snap Assist, you can arrange your windows, programs, and apps the way you want to see them. And with more power to run your favorite apps on a lightweight device, you can get powerhouse performance packed inside a portable PC. Windows 11 and the Intel Evo platform make working from wherever better. Learn more at windows.com slash brings you closer. All right, now let's bring in our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger. As we look ahead to the 2022 fantasy season, again, Ryan, Mike, and I have been doing a draft with no lineups. The PPR League scoring format is how we've addressed this, and we just want to get you prepped on what we think and how we think the order should go and drafting the best available players that we think will be available in the 2022 draft. So as we bring Ryan Bershinger in, or you can get on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger, Mike Harmon, get him on Twitter at Swollen Dome, and find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. How did the second round go, Bursch? I know that you've got a copy in front of you. Uh, I do as well. But how did we uh, how did we run down the second round uh, that started? I know I was a little frustrated because I wasn't sure if my Tyree kill on the back end of the first round was going to allow me to get the guy that I wanted at the start of the second. It did happen, but how did our second round go? So, yeah, starting at 13 was Joe Mixon, 14, Stephon Diggs, 15, Jamar Chase, 16, Nick Chubb, 17, Debo Samuel, 18, Javante Williams, 19, Travis Kelsey, 20, Cam Akers, 21, DK Metcalf, 22, Keenan Allen, 23, Darren Waller, and 24, Antonio Gibson. Okay. All right. That's how the second round played out. So, Mike, as we are just on the verge of starting our third round, there are some interesting names out there. Anything stand out to you as we enter the third round and what we could see in our next 12 picks that we make in our 2022 fantasy draft well one thing it shows the the three of us have decided uh we're not jumping on quarterbacks immediately right which yes. has been been a trend the last couple of years go up and get your guy even though you know that muddled mess behind what five through 12 don't have much variance to them at all so that that certainly is the case uh we've got two tight ends that have already come off the board i would suspect they'll be joined again top heavy kind of list there uh but you know patience uh, when it comes to guys in the in the unknowns right christian mccaffrey goes 10 i see in a number of industry things uh popping off for the next year he's still a top four or five guy on most sites mm. and i like all right not only are you worried about his injuries but who the hell's slinging the rock there yeah and what does it look like and if they're bringing in dudes that ran the giants offense like if McAdoo shows up there, 
Really? Suddenly that's going to be the thing that catapults them to greatness. Come on. It's either going to uh, work in a spectacular fashion or fail miserably. And I, I just I am on the side of not trusting Christian McCaffrey. Plus, I just think there are a lot of other names that are more reliable that you can get uh, ahead of him. You mentioned injuries. That's what I think this third round is going to be about because now you're starting to see guys – some that may have missed a good part of the season or all of the season that could be in the conversation and mm-hmm. coming back from injuries. There are certain names. Cam Akers, as Ryan mentioned, did go in the, the second round, uh, 20th overall in our draft. But there are other names that pop up. I also think that there are injury-prone players that are in this third round. So uh, let's uh, let's see what we have to offer. Ryan Bershinger, you are on the clock. It goes Ryan, Mike, and then myself, and then we just continue in that order. All right, Bersh, as you look at these players that are ahead of you with 24 players in the rearview mirror, what are you focusing on on pick number 25? Well, as Mike mentioned, tight end is, is super top-heavy. And I think over the last few years especially, I've started to more subscribe to the strategy of getting a very strong tight end to not have a hole in your roster. It's very easy, very easy to get stuck with a hole at tight end. And you look at last year at tight end, like Dawson Knox was tight end four on the season. Mm-hmm. And and in terms of total points, sure, yeah, he, he ended up there. But he had weeks where he was downright terrible, including mm-hmm. a zero in week 17. So... Uh, I want to get a steady tight end, and you have a guy available right now who was tight end one on the season. So I'm going to take Mark Andrews here at 25. So Burst does not subscribe to the. I'll just take Evan Ingram late in the uh, in the draft <laughs> and watch him surprise everyone like everybody has wished for the last five years. So Mark Andrews tight end number three now off the board after Waller and Kelsey went. Mike Harmon, you are up at number twenty six. Back in. Well, I mean, look, if we're gonna, why don't we do a, a veritable tight end run then? Mm. And, and give me my uh, my Iowa boy. All right, Noah Fant. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do like Noah Fant. Noah Fant probably is a top six guy uh, when it's all said and done. So would but you, Dallas Clark. W- yeah. <laughs> um, again, Marv Cook, who always made it into those Look Iowa tight end graphics. Now we're at like seven guys, well, just like that. Well, that is that is good Iowa that, tight end knowledge. That's boy. what they would do. We they, didn't even get a Hawkinson in yet. <laughs> they, they they had this great run with uh, Fant, Hawkinson, Kittle, and then Dallas Clark, obviously. But to like fill out the graphics. They would throw Marv Cook in there from uh, the, the 80s favorites. and 90s in the New yeah. England Patriots, back when we didn't mind the Patriots. George Kittle goes uh, number 26 overall in tight end number four. Kittle is off the board. That brings me uh, up to the plate. And I, I had actually been debating this, and I'm not going to – I. I I think that there will be a bounce back. I know that there could be a change. I don't know if there will be a change, though, after what we saw a little over a week and a half ago. The first Dallas Cowboy off the board will be CeeDee Lamb. I am going to take CeeDee Lamb at number 27. I know that there there are other Dallas Cowboys that could be available, including Ezekiel Elliott, but I trust CeeDee Lamb more of the breakout uh, year that we expected his sophomore season to maybe come next season. Give me CeeDee Lamb at number 27. I like that. Not to belabor the Dallas point, we have plenty of offseason to uh, bandy this about, uh, but how different does that squad look, right? Are they able to get someone to take Elliott's contract? Mm-hmm. 
is Amari Cooper back? Because obviously Jerry Jones hates him. Right? He was mad at him because he was unvaccinated, not available to him for yep. a stretch. And then the disappearing act at times. And then, well, you, you finish terribly. Uh, so someone's got to go, especially after you've said all the right things and brought them in and paid them a lot of money. We know that Jerry Jones doesn't want to be hanging with Mr. Cooper. We'll see if that happens <laughs> in the 2022. All right, Ryan Bershinger, you are back up at pick number 28 overall. Yeah, this is an interesting spot because I'm looking at guys who have kind of battled with injuries. As you mentioned, Dan, we're going to be seeing a lot of that in this round here. I'm going to go ahead and take A.J. Brown, and I'm going to bet on his ceiling, bet on his talent. We saw what he could do in uh, in, in Week 16, uh, closing out the season there. at a huge game when he came back after being injured for a few weeks. The talent is there. He's just got to stay healthy, so I'm going to take A.J. Brown here. Let's also be real. If A.J. Brown doesn't have the game that he has on Saturday, maybe we are moving him down a little bit in the rankings to see where the uh, the Titan wide receiver goes. But in looking at the other names out there, I think that, uh, yeah, A.J. Brown is, is definitely worthy of a pick at this point. But I do think that this past weekend helped his uh, helped his draft spot. Top of mind, no question about it. I had him as a uh, WR5 uh, for this past year, so clearly uh, I liked him. I want yeah. to like him even Three more. awesome games, yeah. and then the rest, and well, now four with the, the loss to, to Cincinnati in the playoffs, but that's what you got from him. But even looking at Ryan Tannehill, there were a number of balls that he threw, including the touchdown to, to Brown, where you're like, see, this guy can sling it. And then he does things like after yeah, – now we're going back to the playoff stuff. Uh, how, how do you have Dante Foreman give you a 45-yard run, uh, then throw that interception? And how does Foreman only have four carries in the game, Dan Byer? Yeah, I, never asked you I was surprised about that. I, I thought it would be more of a split workload than it was, actually. And, uh, yeah, they just they gave Henry Henry everything. Not that it was the difference, but to your point of, yeah, if you're going to do that and that's what got you to the playoffs, why would you change? Yeah, he was able to carry you for half a year to the number one seed as part of your offense. Uh, but what do I know? I'm just a – Dope on the radio. Uh, all right, let's get back into it. So Edwards, Kittle, Lamb, Brown, gone thus far. Uh, this seems like a, a spot to try to figure out and read the tea leaves of a guy with a big workload left at the running back position. Uh, and while I will be called a homer, I'll take David Montgomery. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Mm. Hey, Matt Nagy's not there to screw it up anymore. It's true. That I I was curious because I think that there is another name out there on if you were to go this name or go David Montgomery. I will be honest, when I took Antonio Gibson number 24, I had considered David Montgomery in that spot, uh, which then just completely doesn't explain why I took CeeDee Lamb at 27. That's but okay. I ended up taking CeeDee Lamb at 27. You Lamb. And, and, and at pick number 30, since you took Montgomery, who was going to uh, be my pick if you didn't take him, I know this is a bit of a reach, but I still think that you talk about workload. It will be there if he is healthy. And I will take Saquon Barkley at number 30. With having no idea what's going to happen with the Giants coaching situation, he is still Saquon Barkley. And if you can straighten some stuff out in the offseason, when we did our pod a few weeks ago and we were talking about coaching changes, I think with his contract, you're going to want to figure out in the uh, the future of Saquon Barkley in New York. Uh, this is the time to find out. This is what you want to find out, what you've got. So put him to work. So I'm going to take Saquon Barkley at number 30. Keeping your tech teams on top of the latest developments is a monumental challenge. That's why over 60% of Fortune 100 companies count on the O'Reilly Learning Platform. See for yourself what O'Reilly can do for your teams. Visit O'Reilly.com for a demo. Running back uh, RB15 in our rankings as we move to pick number 31 with Ryan Bershinger. I, I like that Saquon pick, actually. I was about to do that, so I, I I endorse it. And I think that the the other running backs available right now, it's weird because you have steady guys and strong offenses. You have guys who were first-round picks this last season and uh, might be having too much of a workload at the moment, um, or, or not enough of a workload at the moment. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson here because I think his his uh, his workload is very high. He gets targeted like crazy, and uh, you know they've they've got to have a better quarterback, maybe <laughs> than than, uh, than than no arm. See, I already had Robert my analysis Parker. written for this one. Bird, you falling to me. Someone well, will be able to get the ball five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Yes. I, it I, opens up. <laughs> I, I appreciate Ryan Bershinger having a pick ready after I took Barkley because if it was like a guy in our league, he would jump right back into his magazine because he only had plan A. <laughs> like there was no plan B. And once plan A went off the board, he started from scratch and started back at zero and started over again. So I appreciate you having a backup plan with of that. Of course, always have a backup. 
All right. Deontay Johnson is a wide receiver 12. Mike Harmon up with five more picks in our third round of our 2022 fantasy draft. Well, I'll assume he's back and healthy. Um, and I'm going back through the board, making sure he hasn't been picked. But uh, give me DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, he is available. One of the names as well when we talk about injury-wise on where you want to take a guy. Uh, he was uh, he was he was foremost on my mind. Him and another guy that hasn't been picked yet were actually the two names that really popped out. And Saquon Barkley when we talked about guys who were injured or deal with injuries. DeAndre Hopkins was one of those guys. I have one more guy, and maybe we're kindred spirits and thinking the same way. Uh, one thing I would want to know, I mean, Kingsbury, show me your plan for playing in the second half of a season. I'll sit back and wait. <laughs> so will I. So will, uh, so will Steve Keim. Uh, you Michael shouldn't Bidwell. be there, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> All right. This See, is... there I called for a job. Uh... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. There are a lot of good names on the board. And this is a decision that I actually have to face in one of my leagues when it comes to to keepers. Ooh. I have to do an either or, and it usually isn't wise. And, and Ryan Bershinger started out as we started this draft kind of talking about this. I'm going to take the first quarterback off the board, and it may be recency bias, but Josh Allen goes off the board at number 33. When you just saw what he did in the these two playoff games that they had, it makes you think, like, oh, my goodness, could you imagine having that for 16 or 17 weeks of a fantasy season? So Josh Allen is going to be QB1 off of our board. Number Very 33 nice overall. So it took 32 picks until a uh, – 33 picks until a quarterback was finally taken. All right, final three picks of our third round of our fantasy draft. Make these count, guys, because this is what you're going to be kicking yourself for over uh, the next week until we get to round number four. Make these picks count. Ryan Bershinger, you're up at number 34. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Mike Evans here because mm. if Chris Godwin doesn't come back, he's then the clear number one in this offense. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, I don't know. He may retire. He probably won't. I still think that uh, they're going to find a way to get Mike Evans the ball a ton in that offense. So I'll take Evans here. I have no idea how Tom Brady would walk away from this after the season he just had. I didn't like, yeah. Go ahead, Dan. No, I was going to say that story. Like it just, it's, it's so NFL insiders do this because they want it for that Sunday. That wasn't like a story, Mike, that popped up at ten o'clock Saturday night, and then was need, needed to be broken at that point or early the next morning. You know, this has been sitting there, and it just tells me then it's not really a story. Like if you're waiting to unveil that, you know, six hours before kickoff of right. you know the Tampa game to make it a conversation for your pregame show, uh, that to me just then tells me maybe it's not as much of a story as we thought it was. No, I just kind of shrugged. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I looked at doing the morning show with Bucky Brooks. We'd gone through a ton of stuff, right? Obviously, a lot of breakdown, a lot of Rogers uh, podcast up iHeartRadio. Radio app and anywhere you get your podcast, go grab it, give it five stars. We'll love you forever and evangelize to your friends. Uh, like, look, I took Rogers apart uh, nine thousand different ways, but at some point, I looked at Bucky in a break. I go, "Do you care to talk about this?" And he laughed. He goes. It's a big deal now. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we made a similar joke on air and just went in to analyze the game. It's like, really? Let's start talking about the history of Kyle Trask, everybody. (laughs) It's like, no. All right, Mike Evans, though. Um, Yeah. 
wing it up. Uh, and Brady still had the arm strength to get it to him downfield uh, as Jalen Jalen Ramsey uh, kind of disappeared on that coverage now, didn't he? Uh, but we, we move forward. Now, there, there's a number of guys that I, I like in the next spot, uh, but they, they don't really dis- – spread apart i wanted josh allen but you stole him from me jerk uh and uh you may steal a guy from me because i have someone targeted at 36 so, so. i'm gonna take a wide receiver that we haven't seen in a very very long time Ooh, oh okay and i am going to roll the dice that this works now there's another guy i like and i'm curious to see what the quarterback position is and what the new regime is uh lots of money to spend you know all that fun stuff but i'm going to go out on a, on a, and roll the dice that calvin ridley finds himself in Ooh. another spot and ready to play football oh wow calvin ridley off the board i've heard some new england connections with calvin ridley we don't think he's going to be back in atlanta that's... Just a curiosity. You know, there, there's a bunch of guys that are kind of the same, and I'm looking at, all right, where's my upside? Where's mm-hmm. my potential push uh, at this point in the draft? And so there, I'll, I'll roll the dice there. Why? Because it's spicy, and Bursch can uh, put it in there going, what do you think of this? There you go, Bursch. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is, by the way, I I think that we, like with, with Ridley, there is a line at the wide receiver position and I think like we have now crossed it. There, there, there's, there's a name that I think. I, you know, what? I'm not going to pick him here. I will tell you who it is in the fourth round. But I think that we've crossed that line of being. Now we're into the next group of wide receivers. Like I think that that is that is where we are in this draft. So I am avoiding the wide receiver position. If he stays healthy, I would be very, very happy to have Elijah Mitchell at number 36. I like that. So I'm going to go the 49ers running back, and I think he keeps the job. Uh, no matter what they've they've done, considering the way that he runs and how he has run this season and the, how much San Francisco likes to run, I would take Elijah Mitchell uh, 36. There, are, there, there was a wide receiver that I really liked, and I'll write it down, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about it in the fourth round. But I think when, once Ridley went off the board – now he just kind of started not to see just guys, not Jags as we like to say, but there just there wasn't as much separation as I thought with the with the other guys that were taken. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Mitchell pick, the wide receiver position, right? They're all kind of the same, and it's trying to figure out where where's the upside. Yeah, like I got one guy on, on my brain where I'm like, all right, we saw some good, but there's potential for this to be unlocked if everything breaks right. But it's a question of, well, does it? But we'll, t- I'm sure, tackle that uh, in the next 12 picks. Uh, no question. But Elijah Mitchell, I mean, look, the 49ers are still playing, and a lot of it is his emergence, right? When Mostert went down and it was going to be a committee situation, and it is to a degree because, right, uh, Debo Samuel is RB1 at times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you look at Mitchell, tough yardage and trust. Well, uh, that that staff has in him. No, there, I think there's also there could also be the counter an, uh, answer if Trey Lance ends up getting the job. How much does Elijah Mitchell's maybe goal line work be affected, or just uh, even running the football? I don't think it'll change that much, but something to look at in the off season. So for the Elijah Mitchell uh, detractors that would be something that they would point to. All right, that wraps up our third round. So we are halfway through. It means we have three more podcasts left in the uh, season. Uh, they will come out every Tuesdays. We're now doing them weekly. Big thanks to Ryan Bershinger uh, and Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, any final thoughts, Bursch, from what you saw in the draft? I'll let you go. Get them on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger, these 12 picks. 
Any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, as Harmon mentioned, I think Elijah Mitchell, I think that's a great spot for him, and I could see that stock rising even higher as we get closer to the season where there's more certainty in terms of his role. As you were talking about with receivers, Dan, there's a couple receivers that I wasn't crazy about taking in the third round, but I would absolutely love as fourth-round picks. And uh, I, I think it's one more thing. It's interesting, the, the kind of elephants in the room at the moment – You've got Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Jones, guys who were taken in the first round of this last season, and you watch their their stock continue to kind of fall as you saw their other counterparts mm-hmm. and running back uh, uh, excel in the way. Yeah, the guys in the tandem outplayed them. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's so it's it's so interesting where it, the name feels like you should be taking him around this time, but you look at it logically and you're like, no, I just it doesn't feel right. So it'll be interesting to see where those guys end up. Harmon, I'll let you have the last word in all of this as we are 36 picks in. Well, it, Brian mentioned Jones. Like, Elliot, I, I wouldn't touch, I don't think. Right? Whether he's in Dallas, Pollard's going to have a big say. But because of his salary, I guess, Zeke would still be getting his, his turn. Now, if he moves someplace else, yeah, may, maybe there's more value. With Jones, so long as he's in Green Bay with A.J. Dillon, uh, who had that broken rib. I mean, uh, obviously, that's part of the uh, – 49ers Packers mm-hmm. game that nobody's talking about. Hey, AJ Dillon wasn't there. Although they weren't using <laughs> well, him much anyway cuz Rodgers hey, went to the two-man game. Hey, there was one guy talking about it and it was me because I was totally critical of myself yesterday on 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 Sunday's show in saying I think AJ Dillon's injury played a big part of this. While everybody was talking about Rodgers and the special teams, by the way, that will not make the uh, the hot take theater that that is usually out there, Mike, that you love so much that you have phrased. But I do think I agree with you. I think that AJ Dillon's injury did play a role in that game. Just uh, maybe he would have trusted him because he sure as hell didn't trust anybody else. Yep. It was Aaron Jones, or I'm going to fire it through three guys to get to Devontae Adams, no matter whether Lazard was running free or not, uh, and beat it from there. Uh, wide receivers all look the same. Uh, the quarterback position, you got Allen off the board, and now the curiosity whether we have, I mean, I guess it would be a two-man run, mm-hmm. whether Bursch and I fight over who's next. <laughs> but certainly, uh, you know, it's a position that is is fluid because you do have those top performers. Hell, one of them still alive in the playoffs, and his kicker uh, bailed him out over in Joe Chill over there. But, you know, went wondering how quickly the rest of these guys come off the board. Man, it's all that sense and sensibility and changing face of the game uh, between reality and fantasy. And that's why I love doing these uh, months in advance because we know the chess pieces are going to be moving all over the board. Yeah, this is. I think these next three rounds will be very, very interesting, especially to see where a guy like Ezekiel Elliott could fall. All right, so for Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, and for Mike Harmon, I'm Dan Beyer. We appreciate you listening, and we'll be back again next week with another edition of I Want Your Flex. Look, Valentine's Day is almost here, and you know what that means. It's time to... Luckily, you know what makes her blush. Fresh blooms and gifts from Pro Flowers. Head over to ProFlowers.com and use code CRUSH15 through February 14th and get 15% off all the best blooms and gifts that will really make your special someone on Valentine's Day. Get fresh this Valentine's Day with Pro Flowers. See website for details.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.